Welcome to the Inspiring You Show, where we shine a light on healing, whole health in our lives. We believe that in healing your story, you can transform your life. We are here to provide hope, tips, tools, resources, and a community so no one feels alone in this journey called life. I'm Henry, an intuitive empath, mindfulness meditation teacher, dowsing and Reiki master teacher, and energy healer. This, my friends, is a vibrational experience, a remembering of the truth of who we are. The content is light encoded to assist you on your journey if you wish to receive for your highest good. Welcome to the show, everyone. Hello, my friends. So today we're going to be talking about shifting your energy to raise your vibration. So I get asked quite a bit, what does this really mean? How do you really step into your superpower? How can you begin to download the consciousness that superpower is really your energy? Like, what does that mean, Henry? All of that. So my friends, when you elevate your own energy, your whole world can change. We are vibrating at a certain frequency. And when we change the frequency, everything elevates around us. So today's episode is about intention and vibrational frequency and how it is really designed to ignite that power within you to help you claim and honor and respect your energy, to recognize that the more powerful energy, the more positive energy, the more elevated energy that you bring into your own life, the more light energy you can shine through you out into the world, out to others. And that then can create a ripple effect. And that is actually our own individual unique ability to be a way shower, to be a light worker, or as some say, in terms of being being able to show up in their light in a high vibration in the world, if you will, whatever language resonates with you. So this is a time when those of us listening to content like this have really started to allowing the wisdom to be downloaded so we can raise our awareness specifically of how much of our energy has an impact not only on us but also those around us in terms of our families, children, loved ones, our partners, our workplace, community, social media feeds. And when we take ownership of the energy that we bring forth, we can actually make a major impact on ourselves and every human that is around us and every person that we experience. And that is our power. That is our authentic power. That is in our empowerment to do so. So my hope is that this podcast will help you to bring insight on how to raise your energy and notice not just the powerful impact that it has on your own ability to manifest, to be in higher vibrational frequencies of joy, hope, love, abundance, and attracting your true essence of your authentic power, but also on the powerful impact it has on everyone around you, with family, friends, in your community, the impact that it has in the work that you do, also into your social media feed, and everything is connected to you in your life. So also, my friends, the Reiki has been turned on. So this episode is a high vibrational 
in terms of the energies, if you wish to receive for your highest good, because Ricky always does um, respect free will. So my friends, if you have been feeling not so great or if you've been feeling down or whatever is happening, then take a moment, take three deep breaths, let yourself receive the Reiki energy healing for your highest good. This episode could really support you in terms of sparking your light to tune you up to allow yourself to to allow you to shift from being in low vibrational frequencies to higher so let yourself keep listening and let yourself enjoy the show let yourself receive the light to allow it to clear cleanse release anything that's no longer serving you to clear those dense energies and then to allow the light to fill in all those places for your highest good to shift from the lower to the higher. Okay, so let this high vibrational energy of this talk really come through the audio into your earbuds or through your headphones, through your computer, however you're listening, whatever you're listening, wherever you are, just let it come through and remind you of your true superpower. And your true superpower, my friends, is your light. And everybody has access to it. Okay, so your life is your classroom. The world is your classroom. And as you're moving through these experiences, they essentially are the assignments that are coming through. And every moment offers the human, you, an opportunity to grow, to learn, to wake up a little bit more and more, to become a little bit brighter and brighter, and to really support you strengthening your faith with more conviction. Or those moments can also go the other way where they could offer you an opportunity to deepen your fear, create more blocks, feel even more stuck, hold on to resentment, and tell a whole other story. So you could either be telling a story from the energy of love or telling a story from the energy of fear. And remember, it's not right, wrong, good, or bad. There's just an isness. And in it, we can always bring our awareness. And whatever you're choosing to do is really okay. There's not any kind of judgment in this. It's just, is this aligning up to truly what you want in your heart, in your co-creation? And each of us has free will. Each of us has free will. We are all content creators, constantly creating stories in our minds and what perspective you choose to cultivate is your birthright of free will. You can cultivate a scary horror film narrative or choose an inspiring, uplifting, will overcome narrative with hope and inspiration. And yes, the world that we live in can possibly tell a lot of ugly, scary, fear-inducing stories. Even if you don't turn on the news, you can pick up the energy and the vibration of what's happening in the world because we are in a collective. 
You have your individual experience and we are also in a collective. So it doesn't matter how much you think you're protecting your bubble, how much you think you're putting blinders on. Because my friends, you are still vibrationally picking up possibly the energy of the given circumstances of our times. Because each individual listening to this, each individual on the street, each individual in your coffee shop, each individual in your company, each individual in your home, your community, and far beyond is possibly carrying the vibration of what's happening in the collective. Which is why clearing your individual energy field from non-beneficial energies of the collective is so important. It can help you as well as it can help the collective. How amazing, right? I mean, that's when I tell people when I work with my clients, I'm like, it's not really about being in the doing. It's about being in the business of the beingness. Because in the beingness, when you're in your alignment and light is coming through, that's when you're in your most authentic power. And that's when you can really transform things for yourself, as well as putting light into the collective, which can support clearing and raising the vibration and bringing in more positivity. Yes, that is right, my friends. So, and so it doesn't matter how much you think you're protecting your bubble. That's right. I know. Take that in, my friends. Just really take that in. How much you think you're putting on the blinders. My friends, you're still vibrationally picking up the energy of the giving circumstances of our times. That's right. But that doesn't mean that you're powerless because you have tools. You have the ability to shift energy. You have, everyone has the ability and capabilities. So you are not powerless. There is hope and there are tools to support you through this. And so being in the experience of what's possibly happening in your own life and in the world, it's very easy, whether we realize it or not in our individual experience, to become the victim of that energy to unconsciously or consciously take it on. To experience it because it's something that's happening on a subtle level or to experience it because we're so deeply engaged in the story narrative happening in our own mind and possibly from all the news stories and all of the experiences that we're picking up in our lives. So whether we're aware of how much we're engaged or not engaged, we're having an experience of it. So I've been noticing for years now, first I saw it in myself and now I'm seeing it in terms of people, sometimes clients, sometimes if I'm in my local coffee shop or if I'm in the grocery store, that I'm seeing it where people are really shaken to their core. Their nervous systems are shot. And they're not and 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 they're just they're just so stressed out beyond all measure. And they're in such a place of depletion. Their body can no longer easily restore itself back to rejuvenation, peace, joy, harmony, because they've gone past that reserve energy. They have moved well past their threshold and they went 
through their reserve energy and they are now operating on fumes. It's like you're driving your car and you see that you're about to run out of gas. And instead of heading to the nearest gas station, you try to make it another 20 miles. Yet you're on fumes. And so you're trying to push it to make it happen. Yet when the car runs out of gas, the car isn't going to go anywhere. And so what's happening is the body is the car and it's running on fumes and you're trying to make it, push it, go, 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 go. And it's on fumes. It needs to get to the gas station to rejuvenate. And that then means rest, relaxation, maybe using some self-development tools to clear the dense energies, doing dousing or Reiki energy healing, whatever the tools work for you. And, you know, and I'll just give an example from my own life. Many years ago, and some of you may have heard this story already, I was working in reality television. I was an executive producer and in a lot of ways, you know, it was a, you know, it was a dream come true. I had a dream since I was a child to work in television and it manifested and in a lot of ways it was incredible. Yet, I was really pushing myself. I was working 80 hour a week, seven days a week. Oftentimes, I was often like working between, you know, 14, 18 hour days. And I was just pushing, pushing, pushing myself. And I was out of fuel many, many times, really, really depleted. And then eventually, I ended up getting pneumonia. And then from there, some other things happened. And I just was really caught in this cycle of this depletion where I was rejuvenated and then depleted, rejuvenated, depleted. And that up and down was not really doing well for my physical body. And because I have the understanding of how energy works too and doing energy healing, I was using that, you know, for my highest good. But then I also was disconnecting a little bit from my physical body and attending to some of the things my physical body needed. And my physical body needed more rest. That 18 hour days over a long period of time just was not very conducive to my overall health and vitality. And so I then had to completely look at how I was, I set up my life. And I had to, I realized I was in a lot of um, non-beneficial patterns in terms of my relationship with work. And, and then also in work, what I noticed was I would get onto shows and in, in television, oftentimes you can work on a show. Sometimes it's like three months and then you finish the show and then you have like two months off or sometimes three months or sometimes a month. But generally speaking, it's a, it's a gig economy, if you will. So you can take time in between shows. And what happens though, I was noticing though, that I would get onto a show for three months and then all of a sudden I would need, you know, two months to recover. And in the two months to recover, it wasn't even like I was really enjoying the two months. I just was so tired. 
it 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 was like ex- it was like so sometimes i was so bone tired it just hurt to be that tired and i also noticed it then when i was on shows that the first month on a show everybody would be so happy and excited to be on the show oh my god this is amazing we're creating magic we're making television this is so cool we're living our dream this is great and then you know the second month things would start to turn where just some people were starting to people would start to get into some negativity like just real like negativity would start showing up and and you know in some kind of complaining or people feeling frustrated and because I my job was being a producer oftentimes I was like okay let me um let me kind of you know cheerlead and and see if I can bring in some inspiration and you know and help you know, kind of shifting the energy. And I would, you know, I would also Reiki sets and, you know, see if, you know, clear the dense energy. But I noticed a pattern in a programming happening. And so by the end, though, of the three months, I just noticed people were just like in the collective, there was just a great depletion, that there was something happening in the workflow that it wasn't just the individual, it was in the collective. And so for me, I had to, because of how it was impacting my own health, even though I love television and it was in a lot of ways a dream job, it was no longer becoming beneficial in terms of my overall vitality. And in order to actually, for me, to be able to really do a deep cleanse on the, and really let myself heal, I had to step away from working in television at that time because the pattern and programming were so intense that as soon as you step in on a set, because I had been in it for, um, I mean, I had been working in television. I, I mean, for over, let's just face it for over 20 years, many, many years, (laughs) many, many, many years, um, many, many years. And so I was then raised in this career industry, if you will, um, to to kind of click into a way of um, being that was that at at some point was beneficial, but had become non-beneficial. And so, anytime I I noticed, anytime I kind of went into a set, even though I would do the energy healing, I would clear myself, I would use meditation tools, I was kind of getting sucked in because I was so used to that patterning. And so, I had to eventually, I came to a crossroads where I had to, I had to really, so I had to really make a choice it was a choice point and I decided for my overall health and well-being that I needed to take a step away and focus on completely healing because I had some factors come up one I had I had gotten pneumonia and two then some months later I was just an experience on a work set where there was, there ended up being some trauma. And from there, I experienced work PTSD. And so I had to really focus on, you know, bringing in full healing for my full health, vitality, vibrancy. 
and efficiency because I did notice I kept feeling great before I got onto a show and then halfway through I was really depleted and running on fumes and then I would complete the show and I then would need a couple months to recover and then it would the cycle would start over again and I was using meditation tools I was using energy healing I was working with my energy healing um, practitioners I was seeing them once or twice a month and so I had a lot of tools it just I was in a individual and a collective experience and I was caught in these non-beneficial patterns and programs where halfway through you know a show I may not have been meditating as much as I was before I began the show or my eating wasn't as you know maybe it wasn't as nutritious as it was before I began the show or I wasn't getting enough sleep and so all those elements really added in to me becoming really depleted and that depletion state it just over a long period of time it just doesn't feel good and it just you feel you know coming off of a um a tv show working on a tv show it, it's like in a lot of people in television and film will talk about it you just feel so exhausted where you feel like you're in a fog and you kind of have what they call a production hangover and you just feel like you could sleep for weeks and weeks and weeks to to be and you feel like you need to do this to regain your rejuvenation because you're so bone tired and exhausted so just imagine years and years and years of you know living that way and and what you're putting your your physical body your system through um so i understand like i'm very well versed in in what happens when um there's an energy of depletion because i've definitely have put myself through it and i also understand i'm well versed on rejuvenation rejuvenation energy because i've also put myself through that too that being said, I now understand that you really, you just really want to be more in balance. And that's really what I wanted when I, when I decided to, when I was on my crossroads where I just decided, I just want to, I want to be in balance. I want to feel good. I want to be okay. And those are my intentions once I was really career transitioning. Okay. So in addition to potentially being stressed out and feeling depleted or feeling like you're in some sort of like chaotic state, you could also be overwhelmed by what's happening in the world. So you can have your individual experience of what's happening, you know, in your home life, in your professional life, in your friend life, in your romantic life. And you can also, there could be something going out in terms of the overall world and you know and obviously the pandemic is a good example um, and sometimes it may not be really in your conscious psyche yet then all of a sudden you just start feeling like you're getting triggered or freaking out or you feel like you're in a pressure cooker and you don't really know why so recently there was an article that I had read where a family had lost a loved one 
And I was talking to a friend about it and I just burst into tears. I broke down. I burst into tears and I just started to feel so sad and so overwhelmed. And I realized I hadn't processed what I had read. And it had become stuck energy that needed to be expressed. And because it was unprocessed, I just had this feeling of a wave of really weak energy, really low vibrational energy. And I noticed my thoughts were low. And then my experience then was of grief and real deep, deep sadness. And I noticed how I wanted to go into the story about, ugh, humanity. Like, what are we doing here? Which would be judgment. And under that was a feeling of powerlessness. Because ultimately, I have such a love for humanity and people. I really just have such a deep love for humanity and people. And so I saw then all the story stuff really trying to create and craft this narrative. And I observed my human. I saw how I felt upset. And then had a moment of, I don't know what to do about this. And I feel so disconnected because we live with all of this great stuff in our world. But then we have so many suffering as well that we can't even seem to be able to enjoy the good stuff. And some years ago, when I witnessed my human getting caught in such dense energies, I saw how I, I saw how I was losing my ability to find hope and optimism. And it felt even heavier. I realized I had to deal with helping the human heal because some of my neural pathways had been rewired from a trauma event I had experienced in television and I needed to reconnect to my soul. It was a deep dive into human soul work. And I saw for the first time it was my responsibility to bring more joy into my own life. Because I accepted this mission to experience being a human, this body of matter that is my vehicle here on earth is my responsibility. The shifting from sadness to peace energy is my responsibility. I can workshop with practitioners to support me to remember the essence of being light in physical form, of how to be an energy shifter, yet ultimately, it is my own word, thought, deed that gives the green light to go. For I have free will to accept what is coming towards me. I made a choice 
that I no longer wanted to be caught in such heaviness tides that it would render me helpless and collapsed in such a painful, debilitating state again. I have spent years now experimenting on myself to understand the principles, the various tools, and what works. It has all been a practice of consciousness. Because you see, the more each of us on an individual level elevates to a presence of peace, joy, the better an imprint and impact we have on the world for the highest good. The more we elevate as individuals, the more each individual can affect beneficially their local community, which then that local experience has a ripple effect on the global community. The more we begin to vibrate at a higher vibrational frequency, the more of an impact we have on each individual and the more impact we have on the world. My mission here is to wake up so I can vibrate at a new frequency so that this light can shine through to the world. Just by me being a clear channel to allow the light to shine through, this supports the world to vibrate at a new frequency for the highest good. And I, my friends, don't need to do anything but be in the light. I don't need to do anything. I just need to be aligned, grounded, be a clear channel to allow the light to come through for the highest good. That's all I need to do. I just need to stand and be a pillar of light. That is it. That is, for me, when I think about the greatest contribution I can make, is to be in that high vibrational light, which is then the real energy in terms of the positivity of peace, joy, harmony, love, compassion. If we have been gifted the privilege of living in this society, in this world, we have an energetic responsibility to ourselves first and foremost because each person here on earth accepted the mission to experience being human. And many of us accepted a mission to be a way shower, to be a light worker. So with this is a responsibility, is to learn how to become awakened, to remember and learn how energy works so we can support shifting and helping our human out more and more. For ourselves and the people around us and our beloved Mother Earth. There's beautiful studies that have been done on what happens when the collective begins to vibrate at a new frequency or when you drop people of high vibration, people like monks or meditators into cities that have that have high crime levels, that are possibly struggling with economy, when you drop and have people who are meditators or monks, monks who meditate, people that are vibrating at a new frequency, at a high vibrational frequency, and they meditate in those environments, in those areas, the community starts to lower the crime rates. 
the economy begins to raise. The whole community starts to vibrate higher. And that is called the Maharishi effect. And you can look up the study. They literally sent monks into different environments and communities and they meditated and started to raise the vibration through these meditators living in that space. And as a result, the whole community started to shift. And so my friends, why can't we do that in our own environment? Why can't we do that in our own home? Why can't we do that in our office? Why can't we do that if you're working on a television or a movie set? Why can't we do that on television and movie sets? That same energy of joy and excitement in the beginning, that first month, how can it also be there in month two and month three? How can we support bringing in that high vibration to have an incredible experience the entire time? So, of course, in the, in the, um, in the Course of Miracles, they say when one or more gather in the name of love, that's when miracles happen. So when one or more gather in the name of love, that's when miracles happen. On this podcast, we're one or more, and we're gathering in the name of love. We're gathering with the intention to raise our own vibration. We're gathering with the intention to shift our energy and what a radical impact that will have on the world. How amazing is that? Just from listening to a podcast. So let's talk about your peace and joy. My intention for this podcast is to ask my intention for this podcast is to ask each of you to be more committed to letting yourself upshift into the energies of peace and joy. In the energies of peace and joy, our body, our human, will be in a higher vibration and we better because those energies are at a higher energetic frequency. And really what it's about is you'll just feel better. Our nervous system will be able to reorganize itself. Because naturally, when we are in a state of peace and joy, we are healthier. We are vibrating higher. We are kinder when we are in a state of peace and joy. We are much more impactful and much more powerful. The presence of peace and joy are our greatest source of power because truthfully, there's nothing more powerful because truthfully, there's really nothing. And I'll say this again. Truthfully, there's nothing powerful about anger, resentment, and judgment and shame. There is nothing powerful about anger, resentment, and judgment and shame. The presence of peace and joy are our greatest source of power. So think about it. When you show up to an argument 
or you show up to your place of work and you have to lead a group or in any environment where you have to sort of make a statement. And if you show up with the energy of anger, if you show up with your anger or in blame, or you show up in your fierceness, or you show up with your judgment, how does that type of energy feel? Does it feel free-flowing? Does it feel effortless and in ease and grace? Are you able to connect easily with people from the heart? Are you able to inspire people? In my own experience, usually it doesn't go really over well. When I've seen it, or maybe I've experienced it myself in, in learning how to regulate my shifting. And remember, it's not right, wrong, good or bad. It's all this process of learning and growing and realizing we are these magnificent humans and, and recognizing the power that we have to recognize and shift. So it, it usually doesn't go over very well, does it? And even if you get what you want, you don't really feel very good. So that's also something interesting to think about. You know, so if you show up in kind of judgment or an argument and you show up in that kind of resistance energy, even if you get what you want, you don't really feel very good. And I get how it goes for me whenever I show up in those dense energies. If I show up and I'm in that kind of fierceness, in that story of, I got to get, I got to make it happen. I got to tell them how. And if there is anger, resentment, or separation, or judgment behind that intention, my friends, there's no real power there. It's low vibrational frequencies, and it is weak. Weak, weak, weak. It is low vibrational frequencies. So even if it manifests, even if it manifests, it's manifesting from a low vibrational frequency point, which means you could also be caught in anxiety and fear, and you're manifesting it in a space out of fear. And so it's weak. There is no real power in that. You can show up with conviction, and you can show up with a commitment to be heard and be loud and be clear and be controversial, but it is the energies it is the energies behind it. So if you show up with love, even if people disagree, even if they push back on a subtle level, you will be in the energy of love. If you are in the energy of fear, then it's going to hurt because you are, a, you are already in a low vibrational frequency and you are already in judgment so this judgment connects with people disagreeing with you and it expands even more judgment, which then feels very harmful and, hurt and, hurt and it hurts. Whereas if you are in the energy of love, 
it is a higher vibrational frequency. You're going to move beyond that aspect in terms of where that hurt or that trigger is because you're in the energy of love. You're aligned, grounded, and you're a higher vibrational frequency. And so it's not actually what you say or what you do. It's about the energy that you bring forth in any given situation and are really owning that your presence is your power. Your presence, being present, your presence is your power. So something to reflect on. What is the energy in your intention? Is it the energy of love or is it the energy of fear? So I like to meditate in the morning and before I go to bed. I practice Reiki energy healing during these meditations. I often do a mini dousing energy healing session for myself as well sometime during the day. And I try to go for long nature walks, which is also another form of meditation with my dog. And when I allow my human these experiences, my health and well-being is able to be elevated as a result of these focused intentions of well-being and harmony. I feel that my human is less irrational and surely becoming more and more present. So many of you may see me in moments and sessions teaching, doing Reiki, kundalini yoga and meditation, mindfulness meditation, or in dousing sessions. You may be listening to me in these podcasts. And when I'm doing this, that is when I am most present. I've done some sort of meditation before. I've cleared myself. I've aligned. And this is when I'm a clear channel to allow the light to come through. This is when nothing else matters. This is when I'm the most in alignment with divine. This is when I'm the most joyful. But my friends, I'm not always like that on the outside because I'm living in a human experience. I'm living a human experience. So that's the truth. When I show up for sessions or teaching or doing videos or podcasts, that is where I'm feeling most aligned. If I'm in some sort of creativity flow where I'm creating, writing, doing videos, I'm in my, I'm in my happy space. That's where I feel most aligned. Once I was in a session with one of my intuitive energy master healer teachers and I started crying about something and I really had a resistance back then to vulnerability. In fact, a uh, shaman that I had been working with, I was in a shamanic group for um, over a year and we each got a word that we had to uh, be in relationship with and mine was vulnerability and I had a real resistance back then to allowing myself to be in vulnerability, to show vulnerability in my human experience. And so I was in this. And so this other intuitive energy master healer teacher that I was working with also understood this. I was working with um, both of them at the time. And so I started crying about something and, you know, and I kind of had this resistance to the vulnerability come up. 
And she asked me, can you just be in the experience of those tears and, and let this breakthrough that is happening, allow it to happen. Let go of any resistance, any judgment. Let go of that story and just be present in the now moment. Can you just be in the experience of those tears and that breakthrough that's happening that took your human all these years to get to? Can you just be in it for a second? Can you just have a moment of feeling that consciousness coming in? Feel what it feels like to break free from being unconscious and to allow the awareness and the light to flood through. The tears represent deep relief, deep healing. Allow yourself this moment. Whew. That, I will, that moment, I can still remember all the details it is so crystal clear because I got, I got something that I had been trying to bring in the consciousness. I got it on a visceral level. Like I got it. I got it. It was such a moment of realization of catching myself. And as the moment of catching myself, really understanding what self-realization really means in terms of awareness. Instead of going down that old story lane, I caught myself. And her words inspired me. Oh, let me anchor to this present moment. Oh, and in that moment of catching myself was the spaciousness. And that's where then the consciousness came in. So my friends, my human isn't always present, yet my higher self is always present. And that's kind of the magic and the beauty of living this experience. I am always protected by my team of light as well for my highest good to support me. And and what I feel for me, I don't really look at myself as like a teacher per se. I think for me, it's about supporting one another to live in our inspiration of remembering who we truly are and allowing us to be inspired by one another, to be empowered by one another in the greatest aspects of beholding the beauty of the light. And I think what then makes, in terms of me, in this work is that, you know, I really live 
in the world in a real way and I practice what I talk about. I practice it on a daily basis. And I'm really aware of all my humans' shortcomings and I'm and where I am in my open mind growth state of beingness. And I'm also very aware of all the ways that I tune out. And I'm very aware of how I come back home into my alignment. And it's all about the beauty of being human. We are here to grow, learn, and in doing so, sometimes we'll make mistakes, missteps, we'll mess up, shut down. Yet then, you have the ability to open back up. It isn't right, wrong, good, or bad. It's all in the business of the business of being human, of learning how to be light in physical form, and learning how to let your light of the truth of who you are shine through. And at times, it can feel like a complicated dance, and sometimes it can feel effortless flow with ease and grace. Sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm really, whew, I'm in it. The light is flowing. And sometimes I'm in my struggle. I'm, I'm juggling my struggles. What matters, though, is understanding that you're not helpless or powerless and you have tools and that everything is shiftable, clearable and shiftable, my friends. And also what matters is your intentions and then in terms of your human experience, what, what are your goals? Like my goal was, my intention was to be in full health, vitality, vibrancy, and to be in balance, to living more a balanced life. And then my goal was then, okay, I'm going to make a commitment to actively doing meditation a couple times a day. I'm going to make a commitment to learning even more tools. I'm going to make a commitment to doing energy healing a couple times a day. And then I'm going to make a commitment to using Reiki as a lifestyle. I'm going to Reiki any, you know, if I get water, I'm going to Reiki the water to clear the negative energy and to ask for the blessings and to be gratitude for anyone who brought forth the water, including Mother Earth. So my commitment to myself then also is to be in presence of my power through my practice and to look at the ways that I'm not in alignment, like what I talk about when I'm doing these podcasts or when I'm doing sessions, to look at the ways that I get checked out and be aware of how I lose that presence and in any given moment be able to tune back in. I use different tools to support my human and I recognize the tools that I use may not be the tools that work for you and that's completely okay. I encourage you to find what does work for you. Cultivate a toolbox because what tool works now, maybe in two months you need another tool. And just to allow yourself that flexibility. 
The more I practice, the more I'm able to live in the light. More of the time. So the more I practice, the more I'm able to live in the light more of the time. And let me tell you, that is an incredible, delicious feeling of being present. And it is so worth the effort in becoming mindful and aware. And that doesn't mean I don't have moments. When I first committed to a spiritual journey, I began to understand that there can be a moment of living in the darkness with fleeting moments of light. And then when I really committed and really began using the tools every single day to the best of my ability, I have lived in the light more and more with fleeting moments of darkness. So I've lived in the light more and more with fleeting moments of darkness. I can't even tell you how, and for me, it has just changed and transformed my life. To be able to be more in peace and harmony and joy as opposed to being in stress, anxiety, and fear, or ungroundedness, or unalignment, or exhaustion. Whew. And it all really began, like, my intention really was so simple. I wanted to be okay. And I started with, I'm okay, I'm okay. I wanted to be okay. I didn't want to live in a, I didn't want my nervous system to feel shattered anymore. I didn't like the feeling. Yet, my friends, that does not mean that the darkness sometimes doesn't happen. We're living a human experience. <laughs> it's about having tools to dig yourself out. There will still be challenges and at times the feeling of darkness, yet it will become less and less and less real to us as we go on this journey of what I refer to as a journey of unlearning and remembering, unlearning all of the fears that we chose to believe, and unlearning the patterns that keep us stuck, unlearning the relationships that we may be resentful towards, and remembering the love, remembering the love, remembering the love. Forgiveness and remembering love. Forgiveness and remembering love. Then we can shift from low vibrational frequencies to higher vibrational frequencies. And we can have a shift in our thinking. Then we can change our energy as we go on that journey of unlearning and remembering. Unlearning and remembering. And we start to live in a way where we feel more in alignment and more committed to loving thoughts and loving energy, so much so that we are living in alignment more and more and more and more as opposed to not living in that alignment. So if you find, so if we find ourselves out of alignment and ungrounded, then it's not as uncomfortable as it was before. 
because we understand we don't have to stay there. And once we feel that we're out of alignment and ungrounded and we feel that feeling of being uncomfortable because we're out of alignment and ungrounded, it's so uncomfortable that we quickly want to return home into alignment again. So we catch ourselves quicker. I have, a, I have an example of this. So I process really fast and can move really fast sometimes to get things done. I mean, I was a trained producer for over 20 years, so you can imagine when I'm really on it, my producing abilities um, can really kick into gear. And so I've been like this, though, most of my life in terms of my processing. I was on the phone with a utility company, and I started noticing how I was getting impatient with trying to explain what was happening and what I needed to support solving the problem. And the process was taking a long time. And I wanted to be off the call. I thought to myself, like, well, maybe if um, we disconnect this call, I can call back, and maybe there'll be someone else to talk to. I mean, I was creating a whole story, my friends. And I heard myself then at a certain point use a certain tone in speaking to the customer service rep. And as I heard this tone, I caught myself from going into the hole of frustration and further impatience and possibly taking it out on another person. While on the phone, I checked in with my energy and I saw how I tested, how I how weak I was, how I was in low vibrational frequencies, how my energy was dipping into low vibrational frequency, how in the impatience I was dipping low and then I was getting caught in the low vibrational frequencies. And I also then checked in to see how I felt and I felt like I was almost starting to get sick like that as well. I started to feel like there was like a tickle in my throat and I started to feel really, 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 really tired. Like I could go lay down and sleep for 24 hours. It was really heavy energies and tiredness. And part of it is when I noticed the impatience, I was then judging myself for being impatient. And then in judging myself, I then felt shame. I was shaming myself for judging and being impatient. I mean, I was in a whole slew of mix of dense energies and it was starting to crack my energy field. And then it just felt I was caught in these real weak energies and I was in a low vibration frequencies and I started to feel sick. Had I stayed in the vibration and not chosen to rise above, I probably would have gotten sick. I would have been feeling the repercussions of that action in that vibration for probably a day or more. 
or at least feeling a sense of guilt and possibly shame and judgment, which further can weaken your energy field. So when we turn our back, when we separate from love, we can start to feel guilty or in judgment or in shame because we separated from our source, from the truth of who we are. And then what we do is we can then project that guilt onto others. So maybe I would have blamed it on the customer service rep and the company for not training the person. It's their fault. It's their fault. It's their fault. Oh my God, I don't have time for this. And then I would have potentially stayed in that guilt blame cycle. And the projection I would have created was that I was the victim of this problem. And instead, I caught myself. I chose to reorganize right then and there on that phone call. I chose to catch myself. I chose to turn on Reiki and do a mini clearing and call in the energies of patient and wisdom. And I also asked for heart-to-heart connection for the highest good so that way me and the other person could find the same frequency to be able to connect so we could hear each other with effortless ease. And then I apologized to the customer service rep. I said, I'm sorry. I may not be explaining this so well, and I'm sorry if there, if I'm, I'm seeming like frustrated or impatient. I'm really, really sorry. I recognize that your job can't be easy, that you probably get a lot of these phone calls. It mustn't be easy. And it must be difficult sometimes hearing when people feel frustrated that something that service that they expected to work isn't. And I'm really sorry. Like I just really from my heart, I said, I'm sorry. And I recognized. And I said, so can we do this again? Can we start over? And the person then their tone changed. The person got into their heart and then said, thank you so much for saying that. I appreciate it. It has been a really, it's been a really difficult day. A lot of people have been calling. There's been a lot of complaints and I, I'll be honest, it's been a little overwhelming. So I'm really, I'm really sorry for your experience and I appreciate you taking time to say that and recognizing and, and it ended up being a really beautiful, um, connection moment. And then And then we were able to problem solve and the divine solution came in and then I got off the phone and everything had been handled for the highest good. And so on that call, I chose again. I chose to become awakened to the realization that I was getting caught in impatience, frustration, and it was causing my energy to shift lower And I wasn't feeling so great. And also this projection was probably creating a wall between me and the person I was trying to connect with. So I turned on Reiki and reset my intentions for the moment. My friends, we can either invite people in or create more of a divide. We can either build bridges so we can come towards each other or 
we can blow up the bridges and create more of a divide from one another. And in our human experience, we're just, we're not going to be perfect, my friends. We're here literally to learn how to do all this. So we're not going to walk through life with perfection. We are in divine perfection, but we're not going to walk through life because we're here to learn and grow. And if we try in the human experience, we're going to fall short and it's going to be even more uncomfortable. So we can do our best in every given moment to bring our highest truth in our highest self to all circumstances, yet it may not be all the time. I mean, and if it is all the time, holy moly, I'm so happy and excited for you. That is amazing. Like, I'm so happy and excited. I love that. Yet, when we don't, it's really about how quickly do we reset and try again. How quickly do we recover and realize? How quickly do we answer to shedding the unconsciousness to allow the consciousness to come in? How quickly do we let ourselves catch ourselves and shift from the frustration to the peace? It would be amazing to live in the light all the time. Yet, if you can work on being mindful of when you have shifted out of alignment and use tools to quickly come back, then, my friends, you have the most beneficial tools to support your humans, and you really then, it's like you're winning the lottery. So, do you live in the light? Sometimes, but maybe not all the times, and that's okay, yet, I can come back quickly. We live in these ways where we think we may end up thinking or perceiving that we're the victim of the world. In A Course of Miracles, it says, I am not the victim of the world. It is about how you're choosing to perceive what you're seeing and what you're seeing. So if you're perceiving it like, We're seeing health struggles, financial struggles, pain struggles, job loss struggles. We're seeing people dying. We're seeing relationships breaking up. We're seeing a coworker act out. We're seeing what we're seeing. My friends, it's our choice what lens we will see through. In dousing energy healing, we can clear non-beneficial data from the eyes of things that we've been seeing and taking in. Yet we have to cultivate more awareness on our perceptions. That's the self-realization part. If you really want things to stick in terms of uh, energy healing and staying more in a higher, higher vibrational frequency, it's about cultivating that awareness in your perceptions. So we will see these experiences through the lens of love Or we'll see these experiences through the lens of fear. It's our choice. How we want to project these stories out into the world and through the projection that we place on the world. And then we will have a certain perception of the world. So my friends, you can either choose to be in the energy of fear or the energy of love. You can either choose to lead with fear or lead with love. Do you want the energy of fear to lead you? 
or do you want the energy of love to lead you? So in any given moment, when you witness yourself out of alignment with love, you can say, I choose the energy of love to begin my day with. I choose the energy of love to walk into every new situation. Saying I choose to be led by the energy of love. And it may seem like, okay, that's a nice thing to say, but you don't understand the power. You may not understand the power of those words, the power of that decision. It is a subtle decision. I choose to see with love. I am not the victim of the world. I see a happiness is a choice I make. That's a choice you make in any given moment. And we can forget. We can get stuck in the choice of fear. We get stuck in not even the choice of we get stuck in not even the choice of fear in the world of fear. We forget that we don't even think we have a choice. We believe we're a victim of the fear. We become the fear. We think that we are the fear. But we can always choose again because you have free will. You have the right to choose again and again and again and again. Every moment is a new moment you can become present to. That is why it's the presence the present. It is a present. It is a gift. So that's the practice. In every given moment, you remember that you can choose again. And the more you choose again, the more you choose again, and the more you choose again, the more you choose again to shift from the energy of fear to the energy of love, the more comfortable you are with that choice and the practice of the shifting and feeling the essence of it the more second nature it becomes to make that choice for your human. So it's all in the practice, my friends. So when you feel, oh no, I'm out of alignment again, then very quickly you recognize and ask for the dense energies to be cleared, ask for the dense energy of fear to be cleared, call in the energy of love. Let yourself shift. Rather than getting sick, creating dramas in your life, let yourself remember, oh, I am able to choose again. I am empowered. I have the power. I am not powerless. No, we do not need to hit rock bottom for you to come back, my friends. You can come back in any given moment. Every moment is an opportunity to forgive yourself, forgive your thoughts, and come back home. If you, every moment, my friends, and I want you to really... Remember that. So let's just take a moment right now. I want you to connect into your heart. Set that intention. I allow myself to be in the energy of love for my highest good. And so it is. And so it is. And that is it, my friends. If you want to get more inspiring you, then please tune in. Every week for a new episode, my intention is going to be doing them every Monday for a new episode. Make sure to subscribe to my friends. You don't want to miss out on any guidance or special bonus episodes. I also welcome you to leave an honest review on as well. And then you can also follow me on social media at inspiringyou.co. 
So that is it for now. See you next week. This podcast is intended to educate, inspire, and support you on your personal journey towards inner peace. I am not a psychologist or a medical doctor, and I do not offer any professional health or medical advice. If you are suffering from psychological or medical condition, please seek help from a qualified health professional. Thank you so much, my friends. Much love, light, and Reiki blessings to all of you.